and welcome. We are the Ladies of Strange. I'm Ashley. I'm Tiffany. And I'm Rebecca. Thank you for joining us each week as we discuss the history, mystery, and theory of all things questionable, odd, and eerie. Hello, ladies. Hello, beautiful. How are you? Oh, you know. I feel like a broken record. I feel like the last couple weeks I've just been like, huh, everything's great. And it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> so before we dive in, I want to do things a little different. Ooh. I, I don't have a story. Okay. I want to talk about something. Okay. That's always appreciated on this show. So you're welcome. <laughs> um, that uh, I suffer with greatly. And I feel like all three of us suffer with. Mm-hmm. And I know lots of other people out there suffer. Hemorrhoids. Yes. What? Yes. Dude, pregnancy. It'll get you every time. Witch hazel and donut pillows are your friends. Uh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not today. Circle back to that one. Okay, sorry. I want to talk about anxiety. Oh, my least favorite friend. Yeah. So, um... We will probably, after we actually have our discussion, record an official disclaimer, but we'll talk a little bit about what the world says anxiety is, and then I figure if you guys are cool with it, we can just kind of have an open discussion about what we're suffering from and how we deal with it and what our anxiety presents as. But remember, guys, we are by no stretch of the imagination medical professionals. Oh, no, no. <laughs> we're not qualified in any shape or form uh, yeah, I, to I'm be not- podcasting. I know. I'm not even called a professional in the field my, I work in. <laughs> my qualification is a notary. <laughs> and that's only because I paid $55. And mine expired, so I don't even have that anymore. I have a certification somewhere. I think I still have my like, my Georgia Hunter's Learner's Permit. Well, the Hunter's go. Learner's Permit? I grew up in the middle of nowhere. It's something you just kind of did in high school. You took the Hunter Safeties course. Oh, good to know. Oh, and I'm CPR certified. Oh, me too. So, first you know. responder. There you go. Hey, Ooh. baby. See, we are qualified. Look at us go. That's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> we can save your life and make it official. <laughs> well, Ashley can. Ashley <laughs> will notarize that we used the I defense. will notarize it that the AED was used um, as long as I'm not in the middle of a panic attack when it happens. <laughs> it's fine. Everything's fine. Um, But no, for real, it's not. <laughs> Oh my God, you guys. Um, so first of all, I want to put these out there. If anyone out there is suffering from any type of mental illness, menstrual sense disability. I relate to that for some reason. <laughs> I relate this week, yes. <laughs> you feel like you need to reach out to someone that is professional or that can help you. There's two phone numbers I wanted to provide. Um, one, of course, is the National Suicide Prevention Hotline, which is 1-800-273-8255. And I also found the National Alliance on Mental Illnesses. Ooh. And that is 1-800-950-6264. And you can look both of those up and go to the website where they have chat options and some resources available as well. If you're not comfortable talking to someone, you can go through those gateways. And these will also be on our blog. Absolutely. Yes. I just realized the irony of that. A lot of people get anxiety from phone calls and then they yeah. have like a hotline. Um, there is a online chat link I found in a couple different articles as well that is health fullchat.org I have not used it but I did see it linked in like three different articles that I was looking into for resources and information on anxiety Okay, so it might be worth looking into and then of course everybody knows there's talk space and all sorts of other digital platforms available but what is anxiety? Hell done okay okay Thank so you. remember well, friends <laughs> Anxiety is a feeling of uneasiness and worry, usually generalized and unfocused as an overreaction to a situation that is only subjectively seen as menacing. It is often accompanied by muscular tension, restlessness, fatigue, and problems concentrating, which is why I could not put together any notes for this week's subject. Okay. <laughs> I feel attacked by this definition. Oh, there I was attacked by a lot. <laughs> like, not just I feel attacked, like I think someone reached their hand through the screen and slapped me across the face a couple times. Can I say something about that definition real quick yeah i was way too far into my 20s before i realized that that random like anxious feeling of oh god something bad is about to happen was normal and i thought i was going crazy for like the first 20 something years of my life i didn't know there was like a word for it but i just thought it was something that well it's not really normal necessarily because not everyone suffers from anxiety but it is 
So it's not necessarily normal because not everyone suffers from anxiety. Lucky bitches. But um, I was about to say that. <laughs> but at least there was a reason behind it. Yeah. And um, just my little step up on my soapbox here. Teenage angst. Maybe we should take that a little more seriously. Right. And I'm going to step off that soapbox for a second. Oh, well, Put that when to the it... side with an arm's reach. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm just setting it to the side. We'll come back to it. Good. Because I can jump on there too. <laughs> So a lot of people relate anxiety to fear, which is a response to a real or perceived immediate threat. However, anxiety involves the expectation of future threats. People facing anxiety may withdraw from situations which have provoked anxiety in the past. Anxiety is distinguished from fear, which is an appropriate cognitive and emotional response to a perceived threat, whereas anxiety is related to a specific behaviors of fight or flight responses, defensive behavior or escape. Fear and anxiety can be differentiated when basically like four main domains. The duration of the experience, temporal focus, specificity of the threat, and motivated direction. Where fear is short-lived, present-focused, geared towards a specific threat and facilitating escape from the threat. Anxiety is long-lasting, future-focused, broadly focused to diffuse a threat and promoting excessive caution while approaching a potential threat and interferes with constructive coping. <laughs> okay. Every day okay, of now my I life. feel attacked by it. Um, what do you say? Constructive coping? Interfere. It interferes with constructive coping. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense with my life. Yeah. Like I said, I feel like I was reached through the computer. Just like, psh, psh, psh. it was um real fun. So um, anxiety can be experienced with long drawn out daily symptoms that reduce the quality of life known as chronic or generalized anxiety. It can also be experienced in short spurts with sporadic stressful panic attacks. Hey. <laughs> Known as acute anxiety. Oh. Isn't that cute? You're so cute. You're so acute anxiety. <laughs> You're less than 90 degrees. <laughs> or is it 45? I don't know, did, science Did queen. I just math joke I, wrong? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Insert anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany's going to look up what an acute angle is real fast. That's why our show is so funny, because guess what our coping mechanism is? Laughter. Less than 90. You're good. Good job. Look at you. So we'll just take out the I'm second part of that story. <laughs> oh, you're cute. Oh, crikey. Symptoms of anxiety can range in number, intensity, and frequency, depending on the person. The behavioral... Behavioral? Behavioral. <laughs> behavioral. Nope. Behavioral? Is that right? Say it again. I don't know how to say it anymore. <laughs> Insert anxiety. <laughs> Fucking A, man. Behavioral. That's no. it. Yes. yes. What did you say? Behavioral effects of anxiety <laughs> may include withdrawal from situations which have provoked anxiety or negative feelings in the past. Um, other effects may include changes in sleeping patterns, changes in habits, increased or decreases in food intake, and increased motor tension, such as foot tapping, ticks, wringing your hands, popping your neck. So the fact that I fell asleep at 7.30 last Friday night and then woke up at 11 p.m. a.m. a.m. the next morning might be a sign. The fact that I left work, got a Happy Meal at McDonald's, went to two stores, went and had dinner and a drink, and then ate three cookies. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Healthy coping mechanisms. I ate most of a box of mac and cheese before coming yeah. over. We discussed before this aired or before we started recording my food and coping mechanisms and how every time something traumatic happens to me, it is resolved with food. Right. So I get it. So to fuck with you, I just need to randomly bring you a pizza and not tell you why. Oh, make it pineapple, extra cheese, no sauce. And I won't care why. <laughs> That's a lie. I will. But <laughs> no, you won't. No. You're um, like, well, me. Also, I pick at myself whenever I'm anxious, like real bad. Like my face right now looks like I am on some hella hardcore drugs because I've been so anxious and my nails are short. That's why I had to go get mine done. So yeah. I would leave them alone. <laughs> Yay. Coping mechanisms. <laughs> or not. Not good ones. The emotional effects of anxiety may include feelings of apprehension or dread, mm -hmm. trouble concentrating, feeling tense or jumpy. Anticipating the worst, irritability. How can I say that but not behavior? <laughs> <laughs> behavioral. Beha fuck. Behavioral. <laughs> no. Behavioral. Behavioral. 
Fuck it. Irritability, restlessness, watching and waiting for signs and occurrences of danger. Feeling like your mind's gone blank (laughs) and not be able to say words. (laughs) As well as nightmares, bad dreams, obsessions about sensations, deja vu, or be trapped in your mind feeling like everything is scary. Oh, dear God. I don't like this subject anymore. Check, 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 check. The cognitive effects of anxiety may include thoughts about suspected dangers, such as fear of dying. You may fear that the chest pains are deadly heart attack or that the shooting pains in your head are results of a tumor or an aneurysm. It's been there. And you feel an intense fear when you think of dying, or you may think of it more often than normal or can't get it out of your mind. I would say I am less on that side of anxiety and more on everything else you've mentioned. Yeah, no, mine's definitely more of the B word. I can't say right now an emotional. I don't really have a lot of the cognitive luckily i feel in this again it's just my personal like i feel like the cognitive stuff might be leading a little more on the like severe anxiety or even depression side yes. from what i've personally experienced and i've heard of people experiencing but and again these everything we talk about today is just our experiences right. with it everybody has a different one or you could be like us and just check off every single one of the boxes right i've always been an overachiever ding <laughs> ding <laughs> The physiological symptoms, seriously, you can't say behavioral, but you can say physiological. <gasps> say it again. Nope. Behavioral. <laughs> behavioral. 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 <laughs> behavioral. Behavioral. I don't think so. What were the psychotic effects? Uh, the physiological. <laughs> Damn it. The psychotic effects. How long you got? May include neurological, which are headaches. Vertigo, digestive, such as abdominal pains, nausea, diarrhea, indigestion, dry mouth. Check, check, check. check, mm-hmm. check Respiratory, check, such check, as shortness of breath mm-hmm. or sighing breathing. I think that's just like really long, like, I got your bad, but. Oh, is that what I do? I might have just had a realization <laughs> of yeah. the breathing that you do. Because every now and then when I'm working, I'll just go. <sighs> Yeah, yeah. That's, your, that's called sighing breathing. Hey, Dad, if you're listening, you do this too. <laughs> Just FYI. So, yeah, I don't really have the shortness of breath. I feel like I do because I feel like I get a tightness in my chest, but then I do the big deep breaths to counteract it. Cardiac, such as palpitations, tachycardia, or chest pains. Tachycardia, really? Yeah. <laughs> but not behavioral. <laughs> I know, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Um, muscular such as fatigue tremor or tremors cutaneous such as perspiration or itchy skin Ooh, and also urogenital with symptoms such as frequent urination urinary urgency impotence chronic pelvic pain syndrome it says stress hormones released in an anxious state have an impact on bowel function and can manifest physical symptoms that may contribute to or exasperate ibs Okay, makes sense why when I get anxious and nervous, I just want to like live in the bathroom because I have to poop. See, mine is I pee all the time. And I honestly thought it was just me being anxious, wanting to get away from everything that I would go to the bathroom all the time. But no, apparently that can be a sign of anxiety. Bladder panics. Bladder panics. I've always assumed when I get nervous and anxious and like have these fits and I feel like I have to poop. I've always associated it with a former roommate of ours who would feel like he was having heart attacks and like have to call an ambulance because he's pulled over on the side of the road and he thought he was you know dying and they were like just push real hard like you have to poop and something about like the nerve in your sphincter like well i you know it's funny but like whenever you're focusing so hard on trying mm-hmm. to poop it like resets something and helps calm your anxiety that's a coping thing i've heard with panic attacks yeah. yeah so my need to poop all the time is my body like hey get your ish together girl <laughs> let's focus on this yeah. literally get your shit together <laughs> <laughs> and then behaviorinal behaviorinal oh, oh hold on ready it would help if I turn up my media volume <laughs> on my phone. Behavioral. 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 <laughs> what are the other symptoms that we definitely... Behavioral. What are the other symptoms that we definitely have? Um. Well, we already checked off basically cool. 95% of those. So there's multiple different types of anxiety. So you have existential anxiety, which can occur when a person faces angst, existential crises, or I don't know what this is, nihilistic feelings. Nihilistic feelings. I feel like I know what that is. Why do I? Yeah. Why do I know what that is? Hold on. Nihilism is the rejection of all religious and moral principles. The belief that life is meaningless. Oh, so that goes back to the thoughts of 
death and the meaning of life. Yes. So people can also face mathematical anxiety. Um, Which way does that swing? Somatic anxiety, stage fright, or test anxiety. I'll come back to it. Okay. Social anxiety and stranger anxiety are caused when people are apprehensive around strangers or other people in general. Hi. Hi. (laughs) Hello. So um, we're all pretty familiar with existential anxiety. That's just basically the fear of dread and life is meaningless and that you have no value to bring to the world. So... Test anxiety, which is like the fear of being put on the spot, basically. And then let's see, mathematical anxiety. I don't know. It's about something. (laughs) (laughs) Are you experiencing it right now? No, there's no numbers on my page, luckily. No, this is just talking mostly about like test and performance anxiety. I don't see anything that focuses specifically on mathematical anxiety. But it says test such as test anxiety, mathematical anxiety, stage fright, or somatic anxiety. And then this just kind of goes into all the different types of anxiety and if it's short or long term, long term, and then genetics. Why does your page say the gut brain axis? Um, Because the microbes of the gut can connect with the brain to affect anxiety. So more yogurt is good. Yeah, I mean, that's never going to hurt. The microbes of the gut can connect with the brain to affect anxiety. There are various pathways along which this communication can take place. One is through major neurotransmitters. The gut microbes such as bifidobacterium and bacillus produce the neurotransmitters GABA and dopamine respectively. And that ties into behavioral because we know how to say that word now. No, I don't. Then, of course, you know, genetics. Thanks, mom. Mm. Appreciate you for passing this one on to me. I didn't get your boobs. I didn't get your hair. I didn't get your smile. But whoo, I got the mental illness. (laughs) (laughs) Um, substance induced. So apparently, um, alcohol, tobacco, cannabis, sedatives, opioid stimulants, hallucinogens, and inhalants can affect your anxiety. I do not partake in smoking marijuana because when I've done it in the past, I am that girl that sits in the corner and just like freaks out and has anxiety attacks like you would not believe. Fair. So that's, I would say, substance ones I have. And if I drink too much, I start freaking out and thinking about like oh god what is meaning what is the meaning of life why is everybody staring at me am i being that person it's because you're singing the itsy bitsy spider (laughs) (laughs) that is still something that if you're surrounded uh, by the right people though you're good as long as you have a hype crew for the most part um social risk factors for anxiety include a history of trauma early life experiencing and parenting factors such as All of these things that give me a lot of anxiety about being a parent. Thank you. Cultural factors and socioeconomics. So basically like everything around you is fucked. Mm -hmm. And I'm not having an existential crisis. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Not at all. No. So this was my favorite and... I understand why people say these things, but this is kind of a little bit about treatment. Yes, I know people have some things that they can do for themselves that help and can help get them through a thing, a moment. I have recently come to the realization that I need to go see a doctor again because self-soothing is not working. I'm not a baby that can be left in a crib by themselves for too long. (laughs) (laughs) I've been trying the cry it out method and it's not working. Hard same, girl. So I think I need a responsible adult to hold my hand. Um. <laughs> you know what's sad when you go see a responsible adult and they're younger than you are and you're like, okay, just hold me. You'll understand in like 10 years. Kind of like when I tried to get us a cookie today and I felt bad because the kid was like 16 and I was like, I'm not ready to break your heart yet. <laughs> so I'm not going to buy a cookie cake that says gay anxiety. <laughs> And have to explain that to you. I applaud you, but also, like, he needs to learn and I could have gotten a cookie cake. Here. <laughs> Switch that and you have her priorities. <laughs> okay, so for treatment. The first step in management of a person with anxiety symptoms involves evaluating the possible presence of an underlying medical cause whose recognition is essential in order to decide the correct treatment. Um, Anxiety symptoms can mask a disease or appear associated with or as a result of a medical disorder. So if you feel like you're suffering from anxiety, 
you might want to go see a doctor and make sure that's what it actually is before you assume. But you'll know. (laughs) It's fine. So there are self-treatment and self-care steps that can be helpful such as and these are the ones that like just get on my nerves maybe it's just because i've tried all these and they're not working and it pisses me off okay (laughs) again it could work for some people but it says exercise Mm. maintain a positive attitude that one i saw a lot and it just pissed me off so maintaining a positive attitude talk to any of my previous co-workers over the past forever and i feel like they would say that about me and that was 1000 percent a coping mechanism for right. what was going on and when i hit the point where i couldn't do that anymore i had a co-worker who pulled me into her office and said i need you to do something about yeah. this so yeah and i for again some of these may work for some people and mm-hmm. you might be able to put on a happy face and it helps you feel better but don't feel like you need to or you have to put on a happy face or have this positive perky attitude mm-hmm. if you're not feeling like you can. Yeah. And if you try and it doesn't work for you, that's fine. Right. That's okay. Tell people to uh, fuck off and let you cry in peace. Um, Get enough sleep. Learn what your triggers are. Eat a well-balanced diet. Practice relaxation techniques such as yoga. Stop smoking and consumption of caffeinated drinks. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Can't check that one off. And then, of course, it says, see a doctor if you notice that your anxiety is interfering with daily tasks. Ding. You have a previous history of anxiety. Ding. It's accompanied by insomnia or restlessness. Ding, ding. Depression is evident. Yeah. You have suicidal thoughts mm-hmm. or you think you're having panic attacks. Yeah. What? So on that list. <laughs> Fine, I'll go see a doctor. <laughs> Damn it, man. Call Damn me it. out. Welcome right? to this week's intervention. Right. <laughs> I know that I need to. I will say on that list, learning what your triggers are. I have identified a couple and that's been super helpful, but I have way too many triggers. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck is wrong with me? I need to just like rein it in. And maybe mine's just because I'm so in the thick of it that I can't. Like I have a really hard time being like, okay, what's causing my anxiety today? Mm -hmm. Oh, I woke up that's it (laughs) check see like big things are real easy to spot but just waking waking up randomly on a thursday morning being like i feel like shit Mm -hmm. it's just sometimes i i don't know it might be our political climate (laughs) well there's recognizing your triggers (laughs) and avoiding them no more fox news for you rebecca or twitter or twitter just like totally derailed this does say something about cognitive behavioral therapy um and it's a first line treatment and it appears to be equally effective when carried out via the internet oh so when i share some of the links for some of the information i found maybe um it could help so cognitive behavioral therapy when i went to my doctor and said help i'm miserable and my coworkers have forced me into this she suggested cognitive behavioral therapy and i couldn't get in with a therapist who did that so i ended up going to see a different kind of therapist and it was nice but i really want to get into cognitive behavior Well, it looks like there's a couple apps even that may, at least until you can get, you know, in to talk with somebody just to kind of help. And that might help organize your thoughts and everything before you go in to see somebody too. Yeah. But so, of course, again, we're not doctors. We are not professionals. There are plenty of resources out there. I can't really speak on that because I've been avoiding them too. But uh, (laughs) that's that's one of those coping mechanisms. Maybe, you know, hopefully you don't. But if you get to a point where you need to go see someone, you'll probably know. So that's just my little uh, fancy notes. That was as much as I could muster to put together <laughs> over the last like month that I haven't had to record. So shall we uh, chat? So does anyone want to go first? Do you want me to go first? I don't really know how to start this. I have an anecdote. Okay. I can pinpoint my very first experience with anxiety. Ooh, oh, I didn't tell. know it was anxiety, but it was when I went to sleepaway camp at nine. And on the first night, I threw up on my bunkmate. Oh, oh. honey. Well, you know, it happened. <laughs> I'm sorry that it happened to you. Yeah. <laughs> at least you weren't the one being puked on. Yeah. Church camp was real fun. Oh, oh. Yeah. well, Jesus. I mean, okay, that's not why I was anxious. It was just the fact I was like <laughs> sleeping away from my family at the age of nine. No, that's fair. Um, yeah, my first sleepover was at 
Brittany's house and she was the cool kid in first grade and I was excited that I got invited but when we fell asleep watching the brave little toaster and it was on a VHS so when it ended it got that static screen and everybody was asleep and I was not and I freaked out and ran to her parents room and had them call my mom to come pick me up oh it's great well that's fine so, um, so I, I don't really know how I expected this part to go, guys, but no, it's fine. I've got some inputs that I wanted to make sure I hit so we can start there if you'd like. Go for it. So I mentioned earlier when you were giving the definitions, like there were things that I would do that I didn't think were normal or there was a reason for. Mm-hmm. And now I realize looking back on it, it was anxiety. So when I look at clocks or the radio or something, I add up all the numbers. And if it's not divisible by three, I feel uneasy. I've realized looking back on it, I never noticed it unless I was feeling anxious. And then I had to count the numbers and see if it was divisible by three. I wonder if that's the mathematical anxiety. Maybe. Or OCD. Maybe. But another thing I do or I used to do was I would be listening to the radio and it would sound like everybody was singing at a really high level, like a really high, um, is it falsetto that's high? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like a really high falsetto and they weren't breathing and there was no like Isn't rise falsetto... and fall in their voice. No, vibrato is what I was thinking. Sorry. No, it's fine. There was like no rise and fall in the voice. It just sounded like everybody was really anxious and singing like this and there was never any break to it. And I would never... No, I was having these feelings that I didn't know were anxiety at the time. Whenever, no matter what was going on, my mom could be talking to me or somebody could be singing. But like when my mom was talking to me, it sounded like she was really worried about something and I was about to get in trouble because she was talking like this, even if she was talking normally. And all of the songs would end up sounding like this and nobody would come down from this. And that was my anxiety. And it's really weird. I didn't know that it could alter what you perceived going on around you. Don't you see and hear things? Yeah. So that's one way I see and cope with anxiety is counting and dividing by three and listening to everybody talk really high pitched. Interesting. Yeah. Fucking weird. Yeah. Hmm. But interesting is a good word for it. (laughs) I mean, I've just never heard that before. And I've never heard you talk about that before. Well, it's because I didn't want to be that weird kid that was like, too late. The way... (laughs) The way I saw it in my head was like, I pictured everybody talking with their eyebrows really raised. Like whenever they're like, oh God, something's going on that face. That's how everybody sounded. They sounded like they were talking with their eyebrows raised. (laughs) (laughs) And it's weird, but that is whenever that starts happening, I'm like, oh fuck, here comes the anxiety attack. Interesting. Yeah. So there's one of my triggers. Well, I wouldn't call that a trigger. trigger. That's more of a sign. There's one of my signs that alerts me. How it presents itself. Yeah. Like, hey, shit's about to get rough see i don't think and i'm sure some will come up as we're talking like i don't think i have any of that mine's more physical okay like the fact that i'm swaying back and forth in my chair and tapping my leg and i don't sleep well and all i want to do is eat and i get headaches and my back hurt and i get Uh, real angry and like when you were giving your presentation earlier you did not stop fiddling with your necklace like that just as an example i didn't even realize i was doing that oh i know you didn't have a picture of you doing it (laughs) (laughs) but i'm an anxious asshole there are the physical things like the headaches and the back aches so out of the three of us have all of us experienced i know ashley and i have the anxiety attacks where like you have to stop what you're doing because you physically can't keep a hundred percent yeah full-on panic attacks yes but differently okay how are yours i'm assuming based on the context y'all feel like you're having a heart attack or some sort of like overwhelming anxiety yes Mm -hmm. i faint what yeah i found that out the hard way (laughs) oh first day of a new job as an intern Oh, oh no. honey. Yeah, that's when I found out blood sugar is really important for me. Interesting. So huh. that's what will happen. I'll feel super anxious and then I'll feel sick, maybe throw up. Who knows? It's a toss up. And then I know shit hits the fan when I start feeling my blood sugar drop. See, I have all of that leading up to I've never actually fainted, but I have had very close. Like the most recent one was when we were at the TLC concert. I was fine. We were standing in line. And then I started to get that feeling of like anxiety and being claustrophobic and not liking to be in crowds plays into that a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we were standing in line and it was the point where they had like opened the first set of gates. So everybody went into like the aisles mm-hmm. to go through the checkpoints. So there were people all around me and I did not have an exit, which yeah. is how my 
claustrophobia is triggered and we were standing there and I was good and then my sister looked at me and she said you're not okay and I said no I'm not (laughs) actually and uh, as soon as we got through like I did the like wobbly walk to the planter I guess outside of the stadium and sat there for about 20 minutes until a not so attractive medic I was very disappointed because he (laughs) sounded really hot came to me and made me go sit in the back of the uh stadium stadium theater yeah amphitheater whatever it was Mm -hmm. i did realize though if you ever want to get into a concert and you don't have a ticket just act like you have a panic attack because nobody ever checked our ticket we do not (laughs) we are not lawyers either people i mean can't hurt i mean try it the worst that'll happen is you won't get in the concert right (laughs) but not that we condone this we sat down and i was like wait a second nobody checked our ticket t was like why are you upset by that i was like i don't know i was like wait a second nobody checked our ticket (laughs) you know this is assuming that the medic takes you actually inside of the stadium it's fine but um yeah i haven't actually passed out but i've gotten real close like the pinpoint Uh vision and the sweaty anxious the cold sweats yeah sweaty palms i get all of that and like I will be sitting there and the worst part is I'm the I don't know if you guys have picked up on this but I'm a people pleaser and I like for people to like me so I um I will be in the middle of all of that and like my main concern is like trying to tell the people around me like hey I'm fine I'm not going through any of this yeah and then that just like compounds it and then I end up like running off and crying in a closet for about 20 minutes and coming out and like oh hi everybody how are you yeah ignore my raccoon eyes i'm fine (laughs) everything's fine fine. we're fine Mm -hmm. yeah as you slowly bend yourself into a pretzel (laughs) (laughs) fidget um yeah i try really hard to keep the quote positive attitude and let it just can't sometimes no and when it just goes on and on and you can't shake the feeling and you start to get that like existential this is never going to get better Uh it's real hard to put on your happy face and now could you describe because i've been trying to think of how to do it could you describe what that feeling is of dread I know when it comes on, I know like I get the fast heartbeat and I start getting sweaty and like I know something's going to go wrong, but I can't figure out what. And then I get pissed off at people who are like, why are you so upset? What's going on? I'm like, I can't tell you because I don't know. And then I start worrying about my relationship with those people. But like, I don't really know how to describe the actual feeling. It's like that moment when that teacher goes to call your name. And but you, then never actually calls your name and moves on to the next person. But you're stuck in that internal loop of... See, mine is the feeling <laughs> of like that feeling when you did something wrong as a kid. Yes. And you... Oh, that's how know, I feel all the time. Yes. Well, and you know slash think your parents know what you did. Uh-huh. And you hear them pull into the driveway or you hear the door close when they get home. That pit in your stomach, the sweaty Perfect. palms, the wanting to just like curl up and hide. Even though there's nothing yeah. that actually went wrong, mm-hmm. like 90% of the time when I have my little episodes, there's absolutely nothing wrong. But even it's gotten to the point lately where at work where certain people who I don't really even necessarily work with, uh-huh. like, you know, our departments kind of coincide and like we've discussed things in the past there's two people in particular that they walk outside of my office and like my heart and my stomach go to my toes uh-huh there's no reason no absolutely no reason i haven't done anything wrong to them i haven't like talked about them behind their backs <laughs> like i haven't done anything that they would be upset with but for some reason lately like i see them and i panic yeah I freak out i think that something is wrong and they have no authority over me it's not like even if i did something wrong they could do anything about it yeah but see that's a really hard part to go down with like behavioral therapy is taking that step from going okay i feel like shit why do you feel like shit i feel like shit and then getting yourself out of that loop to like work your way through that and sometimes even working your way through that thought process doesn't help Like I could know I'm safe and I could know I'm fine Mm -hmm. and I can know I'm alone in my apartment with my cats and I can be sitting there going, everyone hates me. Yeah. Right. My phone is quiet. 
Yep. Um, Everyone hates me and I'm going to die alone. The end. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. And you text the group chat and everybody's going through their own existential crisis. So nobody responds and you're like, they hate me. (laughs) Oh, God. It's not just me. No. No. No, Not at all. And then in like our big group chat that we have. Like, I'll put something in there and don't get a response immediately. Uh-huh. And I'm like, should I delete it? They didn't like it. It's not funny. What did I do? What did I say? Oh, my God. And then, I like, did two get... minutes later, it's fine. See, this past weekend, I got mildly concerned. Like, I had that moment of, like, oh, my God, they hate me. And then I got worried about both of y'all because I sent y'all a YouTube video of a bodybuilder pole dancing. He had an Australian accent. And neither of y'all responded to me. And I was legitimately concerned for both of y'all. Okay. I... I'm like, muscles, accent, pole, pole dancing. Where are y'all? Okay, so kind of put it out there and be real for a second, just to kind of like for people who don't suffer from anxiety. Tiffany and Rebecca are my best friends. I've never had a legitimate issue or problem or argument or fight with either of them. But I was so pissed at you guys over the last four days for no reason. But in our group chat, you would say something, Rebecca would say something, and Tiffany would reply, and I wouldn't be, quote, included, even though it was open for everyone to discuss. Uh huh. But I was so mad. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to anxiety. I was so mad. And Hagrid was like, what happened? Why are you so upset? I'm like, they fucking... He's like, um... <laughs> they no. didn't they didn't do anything and you're mad i'm like but they didn't directly ask me for my opinion so See, they I, hate me i okay three things one i relate to ha three <laughs> <laughs> three that's also why sometimes i will like make sure to specifically ask one of y'all in the text messages <laughs> and see again <laughs> and i'm like and I, and I start going down the rabbit i'm like oh i've been talking to tiffany too much in our group message i must talk to ashley now and, and no neither of them are talking to me it's fine everyone hates me and i'm gonna die alone and i know you've been going through ish and you had a busy weekend so like i wasn't responding to stuff and being like hey ashley what do you think because i was like oh she's got a lot on her plate i also wasn't responding to much because i was like oh i don't i want to talk to them you were going through ish yeah. well, it's like i want to talk to these guys but i see something coming across on my phone and like i don't even have the energy to look at the text Mm-mm. message my body's just like you can't right now no. you don't need one other thing going on or we will shut down yeah we need zero social interaction but also you're not talking to them so they hate you exactly yeah. yes <laughs> okay cool that's anxiety <laughs> it's funny because it hurts <laughs> At least we're lucky enough to be able to laugh about it, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> As we all just like nervously laugh at our seats and do our own things. We're not all three sweaty. It's fine. I'm not picking at my elbow right now. It's fine. I haven't not stopped moving. Stop touching your necklace, Ashley. But no, anxiety presents in a lot of different ways and it's rough. Uh, <laughs> so can I pull out a call to action to our listeners? Yeah. Reach out to someone this week, guys. Yes. Yeah. They might not respond, but they might really appreciate it. And also that the stuff you see going around on Facebook where like check on your strong friends because like Tiffany said, she and I both are real bad about like, oh my gosh, how are you? How's everything going? And then we go cry in our car on our lunch breaks. My like probably not at this new job, but at my last job, like if anybody had said, oh, you know, Tiffany's suffering with anxiety and depression, they probably would have laughed because Mm -hmm. I am just like that happy chipper peppy person. But I haven't been able to fake it as well since leaving that job and having a child and all. And like it gets to the point where I will do something that at the time I'm like, oh, okay, this is fine. Find out later. I shouldn't have done that. And instead of just going to my boss and being like, hey, I made a mistake. Here's what I thought was thinking. Here's what I did. How do we fix it? I'm like, cool. I'm getting fired. Do I quit Mm -hmm. beforehand before they can fire me? Or do I just write it out and then cry and tell my husband we're going to live in poverty? Yeah, (laughs) basically. That's a same. Yeah. Okay, cool. Because I have that conversation with myself probably once a week. It's yeah. great. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, mine's been real bad at work lately. Like I said, I have the coworkers that no reason, none whatsoever, that I should even give two shits about what they have to say. But for some reason, they walk past my office and I'm like, <gasps> fuck. 
Mm-hmm. And then anytime that like my two bosses are anywhere in the near vicinity, I'm like, yep, this is it. They're firing me today. My time. And we've been making some structural changes at my company. No one in our division. But anytime I hear that somebody was let go or demoted, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm next. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go ahead and bring a box in because I'm I my company could, my division rather, could not function without me. And my brain, well, the left side of my brain, <laughs> the front left quarter of my brain, <laughs> <laughs> a sliver gets that. Um, but the rest of it right now is like, bitch. Well, there's also that like, I try really hard to remind myself that I kick ass and I am good and I'm a quick learner and people rely on me for things because they know I can do it. But at the same time, I'm like, why? You guys are going to be let down for relying on me. I'm a POS. And you're my go to anytime I need something from you. <laughs> well, I appreciate <laughs> You're that. my go-to anytime I need something from it's you. It's only added anxiety. Like, do people from work listen? Are they listening to us right now? Do I need to say something about work? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <sighs> anxiety. Right? I will say the biggest thing when it comes to anxiety, the biggest part for me, like my job, yeah, it sucks. I wanted to say whatever, but with anxiety, there's no, yeah, whatever. It sucks when I go through it at my job, but my biggest fear is when I go through my anxiety issues over legitimately nothing Mm -hmm. and then I look at my wonderful amazing husband who he gets it and he's so supportive but at the same time I'm like you're gonna be so fed up with me one day because this is constant and when you leave me what am I gonna do James is still alive I can't like kill him (laughs) off and marry Ashley (laughs) so what am I I gonna do wait wait a second why is he coming into this conversation (laughs) But yeah, no fair. Yeah, but like I know Matthew is. Am I plan B? Girl, if you let me. (laughs) (laughs) I sense sense an anxiety spike on Rebecca's side of the table. I'm fine. Everything's fine. (laughs) I'm way too needy for you. <laughs> you She's would, like, I know. You would part kick of me is out. like, we could re- work as roommates. The other part is me is like, nah, bitch. <laughs> no, you couldn't because me as a roommate is me suction cup to you in bed and you going, get out of my we have bed. Three bedrooms, one of which is yours. Right? Get out Go of here. Go to it. Yeah. So the biggest part for me is anxiety of like, am I being too needy for my husband? Am I showing, setting a bad example for Adeline? Mm. Which, (laughs) I mean, no, I will say focusing more on mental health, I think has actually helped my parenting. It runs rampant in my family. Issues like this are, there are few and far between who don't suffer. And I think they're just in denial, but there's a lot of anything from bipolar to schizophrenia to depression and anxiety. And I, I know that it's something that I suffer from and there's a very good chance she will. So I want to be well aware of it and I want to show that I'm coping with it so that she learns how to do it whenever it becomes a thing for her. And just being able to teach the healthy. Exactly coping mechanisms however i'm not in therapy anymore so i'm not showing your healthy (laughs) coping mechanisms but it's not so much that half of that is just recognition because like most of your anxiety most of your anxiety anxiety is like 300 percent. so like 100 (laughs) percent of it (laughs) is like you trying to convince yourself you're not crazy and one thing that happened recently and by recently i mean within the past year was my mom was talking to me about my little brother who is 15 years younger than me and he's big baseball player part of an all-star team plays in tournaments and she was talking about how like he would start to get physically ill before tournaments. Mm. And I'm like, mom, 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 mom. Okay. I realize he might be 10, 11, 12 and he's probably fine, but you might want to keep an eye on that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause Hey, that, that was me. That was me at his age. That's, that's a sign of anxiety. Yeah. And so, but that meant she, like, she was able to like, keep an eye on it and she recognized that like he's been able to keep a handle on it. He will eat before a game, but like once he keeps moving and once he gets in his head in the game, like he's fine. Right. It's just that moment before a big tournament that he might have a, he might not like want to eat. Performance anxiety. Yeah. Like he might not want to eat breakfast and she realizes now that's fine and that's what he needs in that moment. And he will ask for like a granola bar Gatorade right. during the game. Right. Yeah. And I think it's really good that whole like figuring out what your triggers are and how to cope with them Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. cognitive behavioral therapy i really need to get into it but like from my understanding that's what it teaches you like hey 
your brother, for example, can't eat before this game, so he adjusts. He does a small granola or something, and then... Or he waits mm-hmm. till he calms down. Yeah, and has, yeah. Yeah. And I need to learn how to do things like that. Like, I think that's helpful. And I think the biggest part for me that was a little overwhelming is like when I realized, hey, I have anxiety and it's not something that everybody has. And I'm super jealous of those who don't have it. But um, <laughs> like, it's not something that's going to go away. So no. I've got to figure out how to work around it or how to live with it and understand that, yeah, it's going to suck. But once it starts sucking, I could do A, B, and C, and it won't be as bad. Or maybe this anxiety attack is telling me, like, bitch, you've been through this too many times. Maybe this trigger is something you need to avoid. Or maybe you should eat an apple once in a while. Who knows? As I stuff mini (laughs) M&Ms in my mouth. It's fine. Back to, like... And this is just me again on my soapbox. I'm not a professional. I am just barely a parent and parental <laughs> anxiety is whew, mm-hmm. that's a whole nother ball game. In my head right now, my kid is fucked. <laughs> like I am so worried that I have ruined him and like mm-hmm. everything that I do, I get upset with him or like, you know, enforce a rule or put him in timeout or whatever. And I am ruining him for life. Just FYI. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, he's ruined. But just as my PSA soapbox that I briefly stepped on earlier, take your kids' emotions seriously. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, there are a lot of changes. There's a lot of hormones. There's a lot of things that go into play. But that's the time to help them learn healthy coping mechanisms. I didn't have that. So mine were very negative. And when I have these moments where I can't get out of it, I want to go back to those. Mm. And that's not good for me. And that's fair. It's good that you recognize that. And like I've seen you with Dominic, especially when he's like all energized and acting up and doing things he shouldn't. And you are really good about saying, hey, I recognize what you're feeling, but we need to get this in check. And whenever it's not when he can't get into check, you take it and you say, "Okay, now we need to deal with this consequence. And that's a good way to handle it. And like with Adeline, I've started she started she's hitting the terrible twos and it is terrible. But um, I wish it only lasted through the twos. I know. I can't wait. But um, she got upset with me earlier and I like sat down on the floor with her and I was like, are you frustrated? Yes. I was like, Do you want a hug? No. And then I was like, okay. So I just kind of sat there and then she came and gave me the biggest mm-hmm. hug and just like sobbed into my shoulder and I was like, okay. Now we understand, we recognize, like, this sucks. Yeah. She doesn't know what to do with it. <laughs> Mommy will give her a hug, and then we can move forward from here. Dominic and I had a, a mutual meltdown oh, the no. other day. I picked him up, and I always ask him how his day was, and he told me he had a bad day. And I was like, why did you have a bad day? And he was like, I was just having a really hard time listening, and I couldn't listen to the teacher, and my listening ears weren't working. I apparently got in trouble. He got put in timeout, like, three times whenever, and... I don't know if he didn't sleep well or what, but his emotions were like, <laughs> they were up there. And we got home and I don't remember what he did, but he did something and he started whining over something very inconsequential. And I try to explain to him that like just whining about it's not going to fix it. Mm-hmm. Like we can either talk about it or we need to do something to change the situation or you need to ask for help if you need help doing something. But I'm not a big fan of I can't. Yeah. Or just whining about it. And he just got and I was just like, you're you've got a lot of emotions today, don't you, buddy? Like you're having a really hard day. And he's like, I am mommy. And I was just like, oh, me too. <laughs> And we literally sat on the kitchen floor and ate lollipops for like 20 minutes and both just cried. And I was like, this is not a healthy thing for you to see right now, but it's happening. So (laughs) this is what we're going to do for the time being. Oh, no, I think that's perfect. Yeah, but at the same time, you instilled like adults have these feelings too. And sometimes adults also need lollipops on the floor. Well, and it's because like I could feel my, I was getting upset and I was getting aggravated with Uh him because he knows that I can't. And I know he doesn't. He's only four. He doesn't know. And he's trying to figure out how to handle things on his own. But we have rules and boundaries in place. And he knows, like, I can't stand just whining about it. Like, okay, let's figure out what we need to do to fix it. Or like, yes, you got in trouble. Whining about it's not going to make it go away. You have to face the consequences, whatever the case may be. I was already aggravated because anxiety. And like, I just felt like the not anger, but just I was about to snap. Yeah. And so finally I was like, no, no, no. He has emotions. He's trying to process them. So I was like, you're dealing with a lot of emotions today, buddy, aren't you? And I felt him 
welling up. And he was just like, yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like emotions. (laughs) I don't. Girl, I don't either. I've tried explaining to Adeline, which she's almost two. So, like, I'm talking about it now so that she'll, once she starts understanding it, she'll know. Right. But a lot of the time, she'll come up to me. I'm like, are you frustrated? Yes. And she's learning at school happy and sad and angry. Mm Mm-hmm. So she'll come up to me sometimes and she'll just look at me and she'll go, mommy's sad. Oh, I'm like, oh, are you sad? And she'll say yes. And I'm like, okay, so remember what we learned? We learned happy and she'll make a happy face. I said sad. She'll make a sad face. And then we'll go cuddle on the couch, watch Moana and cry. (laughs) (laughs) And she doesn't cry. She's fine. She just wants to cuddle and like have that safe space. But I'm like trying not to sob and heave mm-hmm. while she's laying on my chest just cuddling yeah <sighs> it's it's fine how do gus and capone handle their emotions <laughs> how do they handle their anxiety silently judgmental staring okay hey, that's how you handle mine <laughs> That's where she got it from. Except mine's more of like the, you come to my desk and I'm like, you good? Yeah. You usually just let me vent and then offer me food and it's great. I'm like, I have almonds. So what I'll usually do is like listen to you and then like start picking on coworkers. Oh, that does help. <laughs> Distraction. <laughs> Look over here. Look over here. Um, ooh. So to piggyback on that, do y'all want to talk about some of the things that kind of help? I mean, I know yes. it does nothing really makes it go away, but have you found anything that kind of helps you work through when you're having moments like that or situations? My prescription from my doctor. Yeah. Valid. That's a good place to start. <laughs> I'm trying but to that, get there okay. But that's like step 12 <laughs> <laughs> of a 32 step process. She's advanced in There's Pokemon. 32 steps? <laughs> <laughs> I've lost track of how many things I've tried this go around, so... In all seriousness, one thing I try to do is to, okay, granted, not a doctor, don't know if this is healthy or not. I see if I can distract myself from it by doing something productive. Yeah. And that could be if I'm at work, knocking out a project, or if I'm at home, maybe knitting or cleaning my bathroom, which needs to be cleaned again. Same. Just like doing something and like it can even just be five minutes of like wiping the counters down so that once I'm done, I'm like, okay, I'm still anxious, but look at what you did. (laughs) Um, Your counter's clean. You're anxious, but not useless. Good job. Exactly. Way to human. Anxiety cleaning is a godsend. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes when I get angry, I clean. And when I've got anxiety, I clean. And I think sometimes my husband may just piss me off just to get me to angry clean. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to married life, folks. But cleaning does help in the moment, but typically it's when I clean, it's usually I'm angry, anxious, which is like a whole nother level. And I clean as a like, F you, Tiffany, you should have done this earlier. (laughs) Or like if I see a dish in the sink, I'm like, why are you there? I've got to put this away. And now I've got to clean the sink. And did you notice how dirty that window is? Why are you so dirty? I do call myself Same. a garbage human while cleaning. I'm like, you're, you're such garbage. You live in yeah. filth. What right? are you doing? Yeah, um, mine usually manifest in anger towards the other creatures that live in my house. I've yeah. told my dogs multiple times, like, at some point, you're going to have to earn your keep. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can only pick up so many piles right? before I snap. I say this helps and sometimes it does, but most of the time it's just me distracting myself from my anxiety. But I like a bubble bath. Yes. And I'll bring the TV into the bathroom and just watch TV. (laughs) Well, I put it on the sink, (laughs) but I do that. And sometimes it's really needed. Other times I'm just trying to distract from my anxiety and it's not needed. Needed is relevant. I sleep a lot when I'm having anxiety attacks, like to the point where I'll put Adeline down at eight and then Matt will call me and I'm like, I can't talk tonight. I'm going to bed and I will sleep from like eight, ten until my alarm goes off and snooze until six thirty. Yeah. So sleep doesn't help, but that's something I do. I'm telling you all the things that I do that I shouldn't. Hmm. Yeah. But at the same time, like if you need a mental break, take the mental yeah. break. If you need sleep take the sleep yeah no my biggest problem is i know that sometimes they say self-care is not just bubble baths it's doing the hard things i can't do the hard things when Mm -hmm. i'm in anxiety mode 
and I need to work on that. Yeah, I'm the exact same way. I have a really hard time focusing on anything that's actually important. Guess you just remembered their taxes are due. Oh, no. Mm, I need to do that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And stereo. Did that set in for you? Fuck. Uh, So adulting, not how you cope (laughs) with anxiety. Let's see. I screw my diet. Uh Uh-huh. Binge eating and crying. Yes. I distract. Um, again, these are none of these are really healthy. No. See, I tell myself it's healthy if it's doing something constructive, like knitting or See, angry editing an episode, because I may have done that before. Mine's usually not healthy, though. Like the fact that I have binged watched an entire series of a show over the course of like less than a week. We're not supposed to do that? No, I don't think so. Oops. I TikTok has become... <laughs> A new favorite of mine because you can just like aimlessly scroll and scroll and scroll and then you stop scrolling. You're like, fuck, I'm still anxious. That gives me anxiety because I'm like, there's so much I'm missing. And if I scroll, what am I missing? If I clicked on somebody else to begin, I just can't. That gives me anxiety. See, that's that's why I like TikTok, though, because like you just open it up and it's automatically on a for you page. And you just like watch the video and then you scroll and then you watch another one and you scroll and you watch another one and you scroll. And next thing you know, it's six hours later and you have to be up in two. Uh, yeah. So one way I have found to cope with anxiety is avoid social media. Avoid any kind of thing like that. I'll usually read a book or binge watch, you know, Shit's Creek. But <laughs> I like to avoid social media where interaction is expected because yeah. back to that. They hate me. <laughs> Join mm. our social media for The Ladies <laughs> of Strange, where 90% of the time is Rebecca at the keyboard going, oh, God, did I do something wrong? Well, no, that's the thing. Like, when people expect your response, I use my personal Facebook page as a way to share pictures of Adeline. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that's all I ever use it for. And people will respond with like, oh, my God, she's so cute or she's getting so big. And I'm like, am I obligated to like that comment? Because I do yeah. like it and I love that you were so excited. But if I like yours, I have to like everyone's. And I'm fine with that. Liking something is how I can tell myself I still responded to it. I'm fine. My part is done. By the way, I love all of y'all who follow us on social media. Thank you for commenting on things. Thank you for reaching out to no, us. No, absolutely. Oh, God. <laughs> and in any other situation, I am all for it and I love it. But when I'm going through a moment, I just tend to exactly back it up a little bit. Yeah, because like, I'm like, I don't know what you want from yeah, me. Yeah, if you got a straight emoji response, it means Rebecca didn't know how to respond, <laughs> but wants you, but wants to make sure you still feel heard because that's important to us. Well, there was someone that reached out to us recently about an episode and sent this like heartfelt message about how much they liked it and I was just like cool I love that you love it but I don't know how to respond to this glad I can't thank you it's like that um scene in um mega mine where it's like lol smelly face (laughs) pretty much pretty much I was just like oh and I sent like I think four messages for what could have been handled in like a two-line response but I was just like cool next message thank you (laughs) message we appreciate your feedback Next message. Keep up the good work. (laughs) (laughs) And that is why I hate read receipts with a passion. Like when social media started integrating those, I'm like, fuck. Now that they've seen I've looked at it and now I have to respond in a reasonable time. Otherwise, I'm that jackass who just looked at it and didn't respond. Yeah. We're fine, guys. See, I love, I will say this. Our Facebook group and um, the people who message us and all that, that is awesome. Mm-hmm. And I love it. I have this thing, which may be a coping mechanism for anxiety. Who knows? I have such low self-esteem that I overcompensate by like pretending I'm the shit. But when <laughs> people like respond to us and they're like, we love what you just did. This is awesome. I'm like, really? Because I'm a trash person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I can't respond with that on Facebook. Are you sure you're listening to the rest? show like i really 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 appreciate it i just don't know how to respond to this follow up to the liking gifs are also a godsend right yes yes they are just know i spent like 10 minutes looking, looking for, for the, the right perfect one. gif 
<laughs> so like I might not have typed out a super personal message, but I spent like a good 10 minutes picking out that gif for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we love it. We love the interaction. We and are like just I anxious. Said, any boys other, and girls. Any other situation. Boys and girls? No. Guys, no. gals, non-binary pals. It's fine. Yep. Persons of the earth. Persons. That's that's a bit of a stretch. <laughs> um, <laughs> I forget what I was going to say now. Oh, no. Like I said, I love the interaction. And 90% of the time, I am all for it but here lately i've just been like <gasps> yeah they don't really like us but if they do and i say the wrong thing i fucked it up yeah. so i shouldn't say anything but now they know i've seen it so i have to say something but what am i gonna say heart heart emoji gif <laughs> smiley face lol smiley face lol smiley face but a good point that you brought up this is not a all-consuming everyday thing i mean you have phases where it is yes but when we're not going through this it's all like oh shit you think we're cool i think you're cool too and you know what we're best friends now (laughs) sunshine lollipops and rainbows and lemon drops and hello darkness my old friend That's that's the soundtrack in my head. Yeah, apparently. the ladies of strange had a ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> we do have a ringtone though. You set one up on my phone. Oh, <laughs> but it's not that. <laughs> anyway, so uh, that's but, our tiny portion. Yeah, I will say it's something that I have suffered with for as long as I can remember, mm-hmm. but I didn't recognize it was anxiety until late into my 20s. Uh, mine was diagnosed as ADHD initially. Oh, yes, that's another thing. I've been asked that. What, if you're ADHD? I've been asked if I've been diagnosed with ADHD, and my answer was super so. I was like, wait, no, I haven't. Should I be? <laughs> no, mine was misdiagnosed with ADHD, and I got put on not Ritalin. Adderall and it made me like a freaking zombie and what you guys hear on the show the loud goofy obnoxious person yeah that's me (laughs) I have no filter and my mom immediately took me off of it and she was like yeah no not worth what it's doing to her and then I went to therapy for the first time when my parents got divorced and he was like I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. I think we're looking at uh, anxiety disorder or not anxiety, panic disorder triggered by anxiety. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> look at you. Thanks, mom. <laughs> In more ways than one because she took me to the doctor. That's what, that's what I was initially thanking her for. <laughs> but it also came from her side of the family. So yeah, it's thanks, fine. mom. <laughs> But um, yeah, so now I just need to get back to a doctor and get back Mm -hmm. on a healthy coping schedule. Yes, we will uh, keep you updated, but I really appreciate you doing this episode because like you said, you get so wrapped up into it that your brain can't function on anything else. And like, I thought I was supposed to be recording tonight and I went to Rebecca and was like, so we're recording three and she goes, no, we don't have time to do yours. Hell yeah. Because there has not been a moment of my time no. that I could. Yeah, you can safely assume if I haven't brought it up on Monday, you're not. You're not on the schedule. <laughs> She'll give you a heads up. Yeah. Like, hey, how are your notes going? 9 a.m. on a Monday. I did sit down Sunday afternoon to try and do it, but my brain was just like, "Bitch, you're falling behind in this, this, yeah. this, and this. Why are you gonna work on this when you should be working on these things that pay you?" But instead of doing any of the other things, oh God, no! I just go and cry in the fetal position yeah cry in fetal position rage clean binge watch shows and then cry about how my husband's gonna leave me because i didn't talk on the phone for an hour and a half because i'm a terrible wife when really he could care less (laughs) yeah yeah basically anxiety back to what rebecca said check on your friends today oh yeah just you know reach out and on that note I do want to say thank you to the people who have noticed a lack of social media presence from me and a um, different reactions. <laughs> and those of you that have reached out, gifs and gifs and gifs because you guys are fucking amazing. Thank you. And it really, really, really means more than I could ever possibly say or respond. And for those of you that like hugs, if we ever get the chance to meet, I give you big ones. Oh, big hugs. Yes. So. It does mean a lot. And again, I know I haven't quite had the response that I think has been expected from me, but you know, anxiety. Mm-hmm. So uh, I just wanted to throw that one in there. And then thanks to you guys. I'm not going to get sappy, but thanks for letting me talk it out. Oh, absolutely. After this episode, we'll finish off our wine, get sappy, cry it out. And then, yeah. 
you know, do our Patreon thing. <laughs> whoop, whoop, whoop. Yeah, if you're not on Patreon, what month is that going to be for? Um, March. March. Yes. If you're not on Patreon, <laughs> the first Sunday of this month, our yoga episode released. So you should check it out where we get drunk and talk about yoga. Yeah. Well, we're just, already drunk. Just know that we, we cried it out in between this one and, and that one. And we reposition our mics to record it in the fetal position. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is a real position. I was about to say, which is a yoga position. It's called so the child's pose. We're just all ready for that. Child's pose and I became great friends. On that yeah. note, remember, friends, everyone has something that they find odd. Let us tell you why it's not. And again, if you are suffering and you feel like you need to talk to someone, there are resources available such as the National Alliance on Mental Illnesses at 1-800-950-6264 and the National Suicide Prevention Hotline 1-800-273-8255. And uh, all of that information will be available on the blog and the show notes. And we'll also provide a couple links to a couple more resources I found. Reach out to your friends. Make sure they're good. Tell them you love them. And hugs and kisses to all of you. And if you have any questionable topics <laughs> you like us to discuss or maybe you just like to hear us rambling tiffany can tell you more about that on patreon uh you can <laughs> share the questionable topics with us on any of our social medias we respond in gifs and emojis yes <laughs> links can be found on our website theladiesestrange.com or you can email them to us at theladiesestrange.com i don't know how gifs nope. go into emails but if you figure it out i will send you back an emoji <laughs> The ladies are strange at gmail.com. You left out a... Is that not what I said? <laughs> you said that the ladies are Fine. I'm good under pressure, guys. <laughs> Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, review. I, that's not what I normally say, but please do it all. If you think we're doing a great job and want to support the show, you can find us at patreon.com slash the ladies of strange. Keep it strange, my anxious lovelies. We love you. We do. Cope as you must. Carry on. I need food. Yeah. <laughs>